0: Hello, you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration, that was a global threat, we're out here with a global threat here in Los Angeles, you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration, like I just said, what's your name and what do you do in the band? I'm Mike, I play guitar,
1: uh, I am Pete, I also play guitar.
0: And you're from what, where are you guys from? Uh, we're, uh, I'm from Boston, from New Hampshire, the band started in Maine. Yeah,
1: and I live out here now, I live in Los Angeles, we all, so all over the place, yeah.
0: So it's easier for you to come out to the show now that you're in Los Angeles and we're in Los Angeles. So how did you guys start out in Boston and then become a main band, and then now you're in Los Angeles?
1: Uh, well, it was the the original members. Brian Lothian's the only real original member. He was uh, on the first seven inch, the Kids Revolt Against Authority, uh, and they, you know, it was came out on Crack Rock Records and. Start. They started playing shows, and me and Mike Graves were from New Hampshire, and we were in this other like kind of pop punk. Not not pop punk. It was a punk band uh, called the Illegitimates, and we started playing shows together, like trading demos and all that shit. Uh, I could swear. Right? Is that okay? Okay.
2: Uh, you asked permission to swear, man.
1: I
0: come on. I just don't want to get beeped. <laughs> well, there, there's like, some of those really than fucking swear. We, we there's we some of those really. Poly- yeah, we did. there's a lot of those really really strict punk shows you know Yeah,
1: exactly Uh, anyway so we're like trading you know playing shows together trading demos and all that stuff and the Brian moved down to Boston with Brett the bass player and then me and Mike joined Global Threat Uh, and then we just started playing shows booked our own tours uh, put out uh, What the Fuck Will Change came out first yeah then did Until We Die and, and you know other rest is history. <laughs> no, that's uh What year was this? Uh, 1997 was when the first 7-inch came out. 1998 was when we joined. Uh, and 98, 99, I think, What the Fuck Will Change came out. And 99 was to, Until We Die. I don't really know. I'm really old now. I don't remember dates very well.
0: Yeah, I'm getting there, too. But... <laughs> So you guys stopped playing for a while and then you started playing and what happened during that time period? Uh, well, we think the last
2: tour was in 07. I had left the band just before that pretty unceremoniously. <laughs> and uh, you know, things got pretty intense between all of us, you know, being on the road. For you know, stuck in a van together, 24 hours a day, for long stretches of time, going broke, getting evicted, all the usual band bullshit. Uh, so, we got to a point where we needed a, a break from the band, a little break from each other, maybe. Uh, and people kind of tried to have real lives for a minute, and <laughs> seems that like that
0: didn't work. So yeah. back in the band again. Is that what's yeah, going on? Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going back to what did didn't work. Yeah now no but it's it's definitely different now it's like it's not something that we felt like we had to rely on to pay rent like pay bills it's just like when a band becomes a job fuck that like I don't know it's like and it's not like it felt like a job but it I mean you know it was just a lot of work and it's more more work than it was fun at a certain yeah. point, and it's stupid to do anything that's not fun yeah. unless you have to and now wow. it's fucking fun yeah like we don't do anything unless we know we're gonna have a really good time and because we love hanging out with each other like it's that's why we do it that's why we started doing it, cause, and you know just spread a message that we've tried to spread but bottom line it's like we just want to hang out with each other and have a good time
0: so are you playing going to be playing shows regularly now or are you Um, still thinking about it what's going on
2: we've been pretty much playing you know we we agreed to regularly play you know a couple times a year and that's kind of about what what's working out for us and not to downplay the music at all but the band is really secondary to us all you know having a chance to hang out together and and be friends we love each other a
0: little too much.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: So, are you going to be flying out back and forth to to play these shows, or are you guys living all in the same place?
1: No, we 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 all live in different places, uh, and you know, we just figure out if the show's cool and we want to do it, and it makes sense, then we just do it. There's no no real deep thought that goes into it. I don't think.
0: And are these all the original members, or did you switch it up a bit?
1: Yeah, not a, Brian is the only original member, but I think it's the strongest we've ever sounded
0: live. Let's take a listen to another song by you guys. Let's take a listen to the song called "American Culture." What is that one all about? Uh, American culture and how fucking twisted and shitty it is. So it's a bad thing and not a good thing.
1: Indeed. Yes.
0: So let's take a listen to that song. It's called American Culture by a Global Threat. We're out here with a global threat here in Los Angeles. Welcome back. That was American Culture by Global Threat. We're out here with the Global Threat here in Los Angeles. That song was off of the The kids will revolt against all authority. And it sounds like you've done a second release or a second pressing of that album.
2: Punk rock demonstration.
0: <laughs> what happened with that first album and why the second album?
2: Uh, For the second pressing of that record? Or I think they just probably ran out of records, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> They basically just... Did Like a small run of like 500, I think. Yeah. And uh, and uh, did ADD do a repress of it? No, so this is the only one. Clearly, there's not much of a story there. Yeah, did <laughs> you tell them about when you were smuggling heroin across the border and the tires of the van? That's later, yeah, later. Oh, you're still on the early years? Yeah, we're in the early years. Oh, okay, we okay. got a ways to go. All right, come back in about 50 minutes. <laughs> I'll be back in a little bit. If you need anyone's memory jog, just uh, let me know.
0: What is this dude over here? (laughs) Exactly. For some reason, I was reading online about how this was like some some re re redone deal or something like that. I guess it wasn't anything special.
2: Oh, no, yeah. I I mean, unless maybe someone repressed it and we don't know about it. Uh, News does. That can always happen. That's that's happened before.
0: So are there any messages in your songs? Are they all about just random punk stuff or what?
1: Uh... I mean, no, there's a lot of messages in our songs. Hidden uh, messages. Uh, hidden messages. No, there's... There's a... There's, there's, uh, it's, you know... And I don't want to speak for Brian, but, you know... Where is Brian, anyways? He's a very quiet man. If,
0: in that case you, we need to find him and get him ever, here. If you've ever
1: been to one of our live shows, you know we don't really say a lot. So, this is very rare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's all, you know,
2: mostly very politically driven... Music, and uh, we do
1: think lyrics are important. You know, absolutely. Yeah, like, and and it's not all traditional punk tropes that we're talking about as well. You know, it's we started. You know, that way, like like any punk band does. You know, American justice system is completely fucked. Uh, You know, filthy, greedy, guilty about.
0: (laughs) <laughs> like property owners.
1: Oh wait, no. shit! I own a house now. Is that about? Is that song about
0: me now? Uh So do you guys ever look back on these songs? Maybe I shouldn't have written that song or anything like that. Fuck no.
2: Uh, I'd say we we've pretty much stayed living up to all you know everything we spoke on all those records and uh, you know uh, it seems like a lot of society has kind of come around to a lot of ideas that were pretty radical you know way back when. Yeah. Oh my God. Are you coming out with any new material now? Uh, we don't have any plans to do that. Uh, we're kind of just keeping things as they are. Yeah. Seems like we don't want to disturb boat. the machine.
1: We all have our own, you know, our own things that we're doing too musically. Like his new record, his new Rooftop record coming out, that's really the one song I've heard is really good. <laughs> so, but no new stuff anytime soon. Why not? I don't know. I really—it's uh, not
0: time yet.
2: No, yeah, and I don't. Well, we all live in different parts of the country. You know, we're not—we don't have a lot of chance to get together. And uh, you know, we've never ruled out writing any more music, but we would never want to force that and write an album just because. You know, it's gotta—it's gotta come out because we want to have something to say. And uh, a lot of us have uh, exhausted ourselves creatively with other projects that we do. And Brian's, you know, he's never stopped writing and recording music. He's, you know, probably recorded, you know, thousands of songs. Uh and Put him we've right in the pussy. We've all been <sighs> so he's out of the band. Yeah. Um and, uh, you know, we've all pretty much all been active musicians the whole time, so I don't really feel compelled to, you know, revisit something that, that we did in the past uh, beyond playing
1: shows because, pe- you know, people seem to like watching it. I mean, technically we do have new material. We, I mean, no, you did. You were on the, the tape that Brian just released. Yeah. And I did a couple uh, songs on there, and we record with Brave Cavemen, which is, like, one of the most prolific bands I've ever been a part of. <laughs> what was it 42 records out it's it's all on uh, Brave Brave Caveman Bandcamp and shit like that like I don't know it's kind of fun being a part of like the like revolution of like digital recording and the ways that you can release records like I kind of like doing that better than like having to go like follow some sort of bullshit script that a record label gives you and like you put this record out now then go tour and all that shit like so we're just avoiding all of that at all costs essentially right now. So,
0: Speaking of other projects besides the Global Threat, you run Life as Posers. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, it's a comic
2: strip I started. Some characters I actually came up with in the early 2000s and I made some mini comics that I would bring out on Global Threat tours and Clip 45 tours and I kind of forgot about it for a while and then I th- think like six years ago I just started uh, Oh, more than that, seven, eight years ago S- started doing you know just drawing one strip a week and said you know it seems like a lot of work and it is but if you just do something a little bit at a time I'll look back in seven years later and have a huge book and a lot of stuff to show for it um, so that's something that uh, I honestly just wrote jokes that I thought a few of my friends would laugh at and
0: I guess more more people than that found it relatable and it's been a pretty rewarding experience very cool let's take a listen to another song because it seems like our camera woman is uh having trouble selling merch and holding the camera at the same time we talked about this song called filthy greedy guilty by global threat so take a listen to that you're listening to the punk rock demonstration merch table so tell us a little bit about your merch over here Uh, we got some shirts and some records
2: patches pins a couple shirt designs we're really happy about Um, i I found some uh you know other artists who kind of do a similar type of thing to me Uh, so one of our shirts was drawn by uh, my friend sean watroba and he's out of boston And the other one was by Kelly Campanelli, and she's out of Philly, and she does tons of rad stuff like that. So I saw both of their artwork and just kind of fell in love with it. And, um, you know, I never, I draw too, obviously, but I've never, you know, been able to figure out what to draw for a Global Threat shirt. So it's nice to find other artists to do that kind of thing
0: so you're selling cassettes too is that a modern cassette or is that an old one
2: yeah that's brand new brian like i said has never stopped recording music and this is just the latest uh, solo stuff he's come out with
0: we started talking about cassettes and he was uninterested and ran away
2: (laughs) i think he wanted to catch some of nacho's set Yeah.
0: yeah so are there any interesting artwork going on over here or is it just uh random drawings uh, for the shirt designs? Yeah, for the shirt designs. Um, the, the
2: one Sean did, we kind of, I mean, it kind of gave both of them a, a big concept, you know, what we wanted. And, you know, they just went for it and did it in their style. And, you know,
0: both of them came out great, just how I wanted them. Did you just make all this merch for the show, or um, have you been keeping it around in storage? These designs we made uh, last
2: summer for uh, Fuck You, We Rule Okay in Tulsa and uh, we kind of just carried them over we didn't have much time to design something new so um, we also haven't had these shirts out on the west coast so figured uh, we could milk the designs a little longer
0: welcome back that was until we die by global threat we're out here with the global threat here in the punk rock demonstration i'm jack so until we die you also released an album named until we die what year was that and what's this all about
1: uh 1999 uh it was our first like it came out on gmm records yeah uh and it was uh it was a really fun time doing that record It was like our first like Real, like, lengthy, rec- like, lengthy, what the hell am I talking about? Full length record that we wrote as, like, this as a new band with a new lineup. Um, and it, it was, uh, I, it was, we toured on it and it was just, I don't know, I'm really proud. And, of life, and life changed after that. <laughs> yes, life changed after that. It was all Lamborghinis and jetpacks. No, I don't, it was just an honest, fucking record like every one that we've done and uh you know there's a lot to be angry about then there's still a lot to be angry about now so
0: so we're talking about old music and stuff like that let's talk a little bit about some new music are there any new bands you guys are into nowadays
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I mean last night we played with a couple of them Long Knife and uh Generation Suicida uh who they just put out a new record yeah Uh, Exit
2: Order from Boston played as well okay I'm repping uh
1: Lawless from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Play with a lot of cool new bands this weekend too at a Manic Relapse Festival up in Oakland and a lot of old classics. Uh, so are you guys on tour right now or just playing a couple shows here and there? Just playing a few shows here and there. We had two LA shows uh, and then uh, the show up in Oakland. It's kind of how we do shit now. Like, Don't do more than like three shows, four shows at a time. So we did a like a ten date tour with Strike Anywhere. Five. Oh, it was only five? Are you kidding me?
0: Touring is bad for our health. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, about the tours thing. <laughs> So back in the so interestingly, you guys were touring back in before GPS was invented yeah. and all that stuff. How did you guys get around? Did you guys use? Well, how did you guys get around back then?
2: Brian was uh, pretty obsessed with the old atlas. Yeah, Maps. Uh And he he just studied. We went off that thing, uh, calling cards, all that. Okay. Uh, but you know, he, he studied those atlases to the point where he, he he could probably tell you populations of towns from the early two thousands. Yes. And,
1: and roads that probably no longer exist
2: <laughs> no it was, and, it was like uh, what is it cartography is, yes is, is he developed quite some cartography skills and has actually drawn some some uh, in-depth maps for
1: for life as posers so yes. <laughs> we got the whole town mapped out it was, it was you know you had to advance shows with and call clubs to make sure the show was still going on or call promoters from pay phones and shit like that uh like literally sending things through the mail to get make sure shows were happening.
0: So you know, kids
1: have it very easy these days. Kidding! I'm kidding. Strike I'm kidding. that from the the interview.
0: Did you ever notice uh, like the shows now people can check out your music on the YouTube or something like that before they see your show? Back then, did they know that? Did they know what to expect when they were seeing a global threat for the first time? Or what? Yeah, no. there
2: were a lot of cities we went to where that was you know the. First time anyone there had heard of us at all, and uh, just to all on that, you know, we're a lot of things were a lot harder then. Kids today have their own problems that we didn't have to deal with, you know. So we're all we're all equal in the end, as they say. You're, you're correct. uh but yeah, it was you know it was definitely a struggle. It was really you know these days I've, I've been able to book my own tours just on you know online you know in a matter of days Uh, but you know it did take a whole lot of work back then and it was you know even going state to state was going into the unknown you know we just didn't know what kind of people we were going to run into what kind of hostility would be at the gas station on the way to the show or at the show itself Um, it was you know as close to the wild west as we ever got i guess
0: I remember when I used to be booking shows a long, 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 long time ago, I would be calling everyone on the phone instead of like sending an email or whatever. And sometimes I have to look up the phone book to find out what the phone number was because their business wasn't listed online yet.
1: I mean, it's it's all the same shit. Like using email, it's all the same community, like the same sense of a strong community and like just finding other people like you and that like loud, fast music We'd use Book Your Own Fucking Life. That was, like, the first tour that we did. We used that thing, and I saw it in, like, the back of Maximum Rock and Roll, and I was like, what's that? I think we could book a tour. Then got, like, a shitty van. But you can still do that now. Like, get a fucking shitty van. You have much more access to recording at your fingertips. Record something cool. Send it around. Email it. Fucking mail it. Who cares? But, it, you know, I don't think it's much... It's just technology's changed. Yeah, there's just
0: more ways to get distracted while you're driving.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, we also, by
2: the early two thousands, we had uh, Ron, Ron Martinez from Crawlspace booking, uh, booking our tours and doing a lot of work for us too. So that you know that made it a, a whole lot easier. And he, you know, he worked really hard for us and Clip Forty Five and the Unseen,
1: Casualties, a uh, whole lot of bands. Yeah, all of our friends did a lot. of, They helped us out, bringing us out, and you know. Uh, and we had the BYO, the Stern Brothers were great, a uh, few record labels weren't that great and helpful, but some were, I and mean, BYO was one of
0: It's funny that you mention all those bands like the Unseen and the Clit 45 and I can't remember what else. What other ones you mentioned, but they're all booked in Iran, and I'm wondering if he's the one bringing all these bands back together from the dead. <laughs>
2: No, it's kind of like... This happened more through BYO, I guess. The Stearns asked us to do punk rock bowling, I think, in 2014. And that was what kicked off us uh, doing a show, you know, once a year or so.
0: So for you guys, it was BYO that kicked you and uh, decided to get back together. Well, also, uh, Brian did an original uh, lineup
2: show, you know, with the, with the members from Maine. In, they played in Portland. And I think that kind of inspired him. You know, I don't think anyone expected that he was ever going to want to get on a stage again. And he did that show. He had a lot of fun. And uh, he agreed to do
0: some more. We've been doing it ever since. You know, Maine is such a, such a far northeastern state. And many people haven't heard of that or haven't heard many bands from that state. Are there any bands that you guys know that have made it out there? I'm pretty sure uh, USA Waste is still going and that's uh,
2: Brett Threat, the original bass player of Global Threat's yeah. other band, and they've been around pretty much since the 90s, I think. Uh, but I can't think of any other, you know, uh... Killer
1: Strike played a few shows out in Boston, Connecticut. Uh, it's our buddy Vic's band. Uh, so, but other than that, it's like, they they love staying in Maine.
0: <laughs>
1: it's a beautiful state, why would you leave, I guess?
0: How did punk rock even infiltrate that state? It's so far northeast. How did you find out about punk rock?
2: I mean, neither of us lived in Maine. I grew up in the city, so I had it pretty easy in terms of that. Uh, but, you know...
1: I grew up in New Hampshire. It wasn't, yeah, he
2: was in the woods.
1: Yeah, we had... I don't know, it's just like... There was a punk club called The Elvis Room and uh, this band called The Bruisers from uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. He uh, just started going to shows there, then just went further south, down to The Rat, and...
0: Harvard Square, even though I never really hung out there, but this guy did. Although uh, all those states up in the northern, the northeast are like so close together that it's like it's all one ginormous, it's like the whole California is the entire east coast or something like that. Back
2: back in the 90s, pretty much every show that happened at the Rat in Boston would end up at the Elvis Room, or uh, you know, nothing really happened in Vermont too much, but you know, main not out a little bit of a, a scene.
0: But there was a lot going on in New Hampshire for years. Very cool. Well, let's take a listen to one last song by you guys, and you guys being a global threat. So where can people find more information about a global threat? You can follow my comic at lifeisposers.com, and I occasionally
2: post about a global threat there. But we're not very internet savvy beyond that.
0: <laughs> you can find mine at punkrockdemo.com. Let's take a listen to the song called "Pause for Abortion. Which, or what's that message, or what are we talking about here?
1: Uh, The right to choose, and how no one should dictate what happens to a woman's body except for that woman.
0: So let's take a listen to that song. It's called Cause for Abortion by Global Threat. We've been out here in Los Angeles. You've been listening to the punk rock demonstration. The Casualties with Washed Up, and then The Freeze before that with Talking Bombs. Clit 45 with cotton a Crack was before The Freeze. And then we had some Unseen with So This Is Freedom and USA Waste with Drive Now, Talk Later. A couple of those bands were in A Global Threat at one point in time, a couple of the members of the bands I mean. I don't know what you call those kind of people. Pretty much members of A Global Threat back in the day formed or joined a couple of these other bands like Clit 45, The Unseen, USA Waste. So, yeah, I figured we'd had to play a couple of those bands on today's program since we did an interview with the Global Threat, and it wouldn't be complete without, like, the whole story or all the music that all of the band's members were a part of. But now that we're done with the interview with the Global Threat, we're going to continue with the show called Punk Rock Demonstration. We're going to continue with Monster Squad. This song is called In Your Blood. <laughs> Pistol Grip with Never Be Another, sort of a sad song there, and it's very appropriate for what happened to the band that I played before Pistol Grip, Broken Bottles. They suddenly broke up because the singer overdosed on heroin and is no longer around. So I figured I'd combine those two songs together. That song by Broken Bottles was called Teenage Dinosaur. There were the destructors with Soldier Boy before Broken Bottles. The virus with Still Fighting For Future was before the destructors. And the Oi Scouts with Revolution was before the virus. And now we're going to take a listen to Immute Oi. This one's called Bottom Feeders. You're listening to the punk rock demonstration. You can find your life, yeah This is yeah, you down yeah, well, I I it, it, You down
3: yeah, and a fight for the rain You're what say, doesn't matter anyway I won't try, I'm I done Fight car life, right rise above I guess I'll last, cause hey, it's just my luck In the sunset over Santa Monica City of angels, city of angels Under the western sun The heart to the city pump repeats I've got the heat Wave in the valley Tristan for hot pursuit Freeway, bank or other towns has got their head in the clouds Everybody hurry home up the city But itself selfie City of angels, city of angels the city, what
0: Request for Shattered Faith. That was a song called Life is a Strain. If you're still listening to the punk rock demonstration. You can send in your requests also by going to the website that I just mentioned, punkrockdemo.com. Before Shattered Faith, we had the Generators. That's also called City of Angels. Antagonizers ATL. Before that, with Just My Luck. Then we heard some Tres Maria's with My Little World and the Bad English, with an awesome song called Glory Days. It's also seems like a sad song to match the request anyways we're going to continue with some more punk rock because we've got a little bit more of that before you get into songs you've never heard of before again my website punkrockdemo.com where you can send in songs if you're a band and contribute to the playlist this next song is by the agitators so it's called act as one <laughs>
3: How can I make a tiny world? We'll be right And, my <laughs>
0: and that was a canadian band called rat and gother and that's also called the clown and then we heard some potato pirates with got time the Drugets with fun with guns before the potato pirates and then we heard some angelic upstarts with take it apart and flatfoot 56 with Head. Noticed I spelled Drogets wrong. I spelled it Drogets. D-R-O-G instead of D-R-O-O-G. Need to fix that. We'll fix that while we play some more punk rock here in the punk rock demonstration. We're going to play some Cause of Death. This song's called Suffering. And then we'll play some new songs after that. (coughs) some Joe Carl and the Lowdown with Not Like This, Gaia. before that with All the Memories I Can't Remember, and then we heard some MC-16 with Burn It Down, Revolt with Vivisection off of their album called Vivisection, and then we heard Demerit with Childhood Nightmare. I figured I'd put some Demerit on here because I found a piece of paper with an email address of Demerit when we did an interview way back in a couple years ago or something like that, which is also archived on my website called Punk Rock Demonstration. And the website is punkrockdemo.com. So I figured I'd put demerit on here since I've forgotten about them and I found their business card or a makeshift business card with the email address that I didn't know who it belonged to because I didn't label it. Had to play some of that. And now we're at it all off with Light Emitting Dinosaurs. This one's called Here Comes the Storm. You've been listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration. Hopefully you enjoy the show and the interview with the global threat. I'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening
3: you. <music>
4: It's all right. Don't do anything, it'll be fine. The cracks and the creases, the world falls to pieces. Don't do anything. be fine Here comes the storm But you were powerless
3: yes, I'm no
4: What could no. you